Hello, and welcome to Pastor George's Bible Study. We want to, we want to just um, look at, just to continue, um, because we started talking about a theme last time. We saw how um, Jesus shared his heart um, about the need for laborers to pray for laborers in his vineyard. And we're looking at, I think I just mentioned it, the, the qualification of being a laborer. And also praying and thinking about it as well. It would just be good to go a bit further and explore that thing. What does it mean to be a laborer? What does it mean to be qualified to walk with Jesus? And some of the things we look at is very straightforward. You know, again and again, when you think of qualifications, people are thinking, oh, I must go and get this degree. I must go and do this. I must go and do that. I must go and do this. And when you look at what Jesus actually said, it's wonderful to show you that Jesus doesn't want us to be drawn away from the simplicity that is in him. So we will look at the word of God again. Um, we'll look at the word of God and see what he, Jesus himself has said about those who will work with him or work for him. Now, the first thing is, we'll, let's look at it in Mark, the book of Mark. We have read that scripture before, but we'll discuss it. So if you open your Bibles to Mark, Mark chapter 3. We are looking at the qualifications of those who will be his laborers, those who will work with him. Now, if you are there, look at Mark chapter 3. Can you read, can somebody for us read verse 13, verse 14, down to verse, uh, so 13 to verse 18. Mark chapter 3, verse 13 to 18. Can somebody from the Salido family? You see, you already, before I even called you, somebody had already, they had already put on your, good. So someone from Salido family, please. Mark 3, 14 to 18 or 19. Is it 13 to 19? No, 3. Mark, yes, from 13 to 19, yes. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those he, he himself wanted, and they came to him. Then he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out demons. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, uh, to whom he gave the, the name Boanerges. Come on, can you that? That is that is son of sons of thunder, 
Andrew Bartholomew, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, Hananite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him, and they went into a house. Sorry, who read just now? (laughs) Me a while. What? I remember the last time he read. He has improved. <laughs> He's flowing now. That's good. Well done. I'm really impressed. You see the advantage of reading the Bible. It improves your reading. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's good. I was almost thinking, <laughs> I was almost thinking it's his sister. You know, I was thinking, ah, who is that reading? You know, it's just, it's just wonderful. So, we want to discuss, beloved Brendan, from this scripture, what do you think? Let's talk about it. What are, what are the first qualifications you see here for those who will walk and do his business? Those who will do the business of the kingdom from these few verses. Let's discuss it. What do we see there? as a qualification for those who will do his work. So, maybe maybe I'll start off. If you look at verse 13, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's those that Jesus has chosen. Exactly. That's what I was going to say, because in verse 13, the Bible said, he went up a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. So the people who will work for Jesus, who will be part of his, do his work in his kingdom, for his kingdom, is people he has called. So if... If the Lord, if a man, a woman, a young person has not been called into the kingdom to come and follow Jesus as Lord and Savior, that person cannot be qualified to do God's work. I am sure you have you've seen it again and again. People who have done who they 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 are, they like what is happening in the church. I've seen people like that. They come to church, and they are not Christians, but they just like the community. They like the the community spirit. They like the fellowship, and they are interested in even doing Christian activity. That is a good noble thing to do, isn't it? But anybody who will do God's work has to be called first into the kingdom, has to come and know Jesus as Lord and Savior first. Jesus is first of all interested in a personal relationship with you before he's interested in the energy you bring to do his work. So if you look at that verse, those verses, look at verse 14. The Bible said he appointed 12 
so that they might be with him. Isn't that what your Bible says? And if we have another translation, can we read it? Amplified. It's Jethro there. He normally reads Amplified for us. Jethro. Verse 14. Yes. And he appointed 12 to continue to be with him, and that he might send them out to preach. So do you see there? Yes. So he he appointed 12. It is an appointment. (laughs) An appointment to come and be with Jesus. And beloved brethren, that appointment does not change. It is for a lifetime. In fact, it's in, if that appointment continues into, in, into eternity, the first calling God makes upon a life is so that you can come and be with him. You can come and fellowship with him on a daily basis all the time. So that you can, you can be his friend. That's the first appointment. So when Jesus called these people, he appointed them so that they can be with him. That's the primary calling. Then look at the Bible. He now said, I like Amplified. He said that they might continue to be with him. Beloved brethren, it's all about continuation. Our being with Jesus is not... It's not just once in a while. It's not just on Sundays. It's not just when there's a Christian meeting. It is meant to be continuous, always, at all times. So that's the first thing. And if you notice, the next part of that verse says, and that he might send them. I don't know, was that, that's that's NIV. If you have King James, Please, can you read that verse? Anybody? Verse 15. No, verse 14. Uh, King James. Yes. And he ordained 12. Yes. That they should be with him and mm. that he might send them forth to preach. So do you see Do you see Christian service there? The first thing is that they should be with him. That's the that's the primary thing. That is the major thing. That they should be with him. Just hold on. Sorry. Yes. That they should be with him. That's the first thing. And the next part of that verse says, and that he might. So there's a difference between you should be with him and that he might send you to preach. So the, the sending to do anything for the Lord, it's a might. For instance, if your primary calling is to be with Jesus, that's the primary calling. So that is the main, our main job, our main appointment, to be with Jesus. Now, because you are with Jesus, he might say, um, Regine, go and give a cup of water to that young lady. Now, when you go get up from Jesus and you go and give that young lady a cup of water, excuse me, is it right for you to stay with that lady? No. 
you should come back to where you were with Jesus. So what Jesus is trying to tell us there as a qualification, the first thing is that you are meant to be with him. It is from him. It is from his presence that he will send you out. When you are not with him, when you are not having a relationship and a growing relationship with Jesus, it is not correct for you to be doing his work because the question will be, who is sending you? Who told you to do what you are doing if it's not him? You know, so if you have disciples, and remember, these are people, they call, he called them, these are his disciples, people who are following him. And anybody who is following Jesus has to be with Jesus. You can't say you are following Jesus and you are not with him. Then you are not a disciple. And it is from his presence, he will now send you. Look at it. It is those who are with him that he can send out. It is those who are with Jesus that he can give responsibilities to. You cannot, you cannot say you are with Jesus and then you are not with him. It is from his presence that he will send you out. So that's the first thing. Anybody, the next part of that verse says, and that he might send them out to preach. And you know, this has happened before. Do you remember? Let's, let's look at it. This same thing has happened before. Now, look at it in, um, I think it's in Luke. Let's look at it in Luke. Luke chapter Luke chapter 10. Let's look at that from Luke chapter 10. Verse 1. Can somebody read Luke chapter 10 verse 1 for us? After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Yes. So do you see, do you see this appointment? The Bible said he appointed another group of people who were with him and he sent them out two by two. Now, when he finished sending them out, look at what happened in verse 17. Abigail, can you read verse 17? Of that same chapter 10. Uh, Yeah. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Okay. So do you see the 72? Jesus sent them out, but they returned. Do you see? They returned to give report. So when our, this is just to illustrate that the first qualification for any Christian, is that you must be with Jesus. It is from the presence of Jesus that he will send you out. And when he sends you out, he doesn't expect you to stay there. What do you do? You come back to him to give reports. Your place of abode 
your place of your resident headquarters is with Jesus. If I'm allowed to say your operational headquarters, where you receive direction, guidance on what to do is with Jesus. Some people get carried away. They get carried away with the business. They get carried away with the work. They get carried away with the assignments. Or have you seen an ambassador? He calls himself an ambassador. Who goes to a country representing his home country and then makes that home country his home? Is he an ambassador? He's not an ambassador. He has gone on, <laughs> he has gone on his own duty. I don't know if you remember. I think there was a there was once, I think I remember that story. Um the one of the ambassadors, I think it was the ambassador of China, or was it North Korea? I can't remember now. That ambassador was locked out of his own embassy in London. They locked him out. He got to the to the <laughs> to his embassy to go and continue doing his work. And he found out that he couldn't enter. They banned him from entering the embassy. And the news carried it. For that person, he's, long, he's no longer an ambassador. Whoever sent him to do his work, if his government sent him to do his work in London, for you not to be able to enter your embassy means you have been uh, dismissed from being a representative of that country. And I'm sure you, you people know a, a lot of the time, um, you hear ambassadors being recalled back to their home country. You can, if you are going to be a true ambassador, you are representing your country. It's the same thing with, with following Jesus. Our home country is with Jesus. Our home is with him. And all Jesus does is to send you from his, from his presence. To go and do what he wants you to do. When you finish doing what, what, what you have to do, what do you do? You come back to him. That is how true ambassadors of Christ behave. So that's the first thing we should take note of. That the first qualification for service or for being a laborer is that we are with Jesus. Now, we have established from this scripture that... Um, even when Jesus sent you, you come back to give reports. You come back to him and say, Lord, this is what I have done. And do you know, Jesus himself followed this same principle of being with the Father. If you look at John chapter 17, look at it. John 17. Everything Jesus asked us to do, I discovered. He himself has done it. That's why he is our true savior and leader. Look at it. John 17. Look at what Jesus said here. He said in verse. Somebody should read it for us from verse 
1, no, it's from verse 6. John 17, from verse 6 and to verse 9. So John chapter 17, verse 6 to verse 9. This is just to establish the point we have been making. Yes? Bethel, can you read it for us? John 17, verse 6 to verse 9. I have revealed revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you and they believed that you sent me. I Oh, is that it? No, no, you can stop there. Okay. So do you see what Jesus said there? I, I, I want us to appreciate this principle of being with Jesus. Because Jesus himself did exactly what he told He's telling us to do. He was doing it himself. Do you notice? Let's look at it. In verse 6, he said, I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Let's talk, let's talk about it. What does that verse sound like? Let's discuss. Or any of the verses we've read. How does it relate to what we've been talking about? So that means just what I do understand in verse 6 is that because uh, Jesus ordained or chosen these disciples Mm -hmm. and um, he revealed the Father to them because um if you look at um this is the uh when Jesus when he was praying for the disciples isn't it mm. that's right yeah. he yes. said here that I have I have manifested your name I have revealed your very self your mm. real self mm. to the people whom you have given me whom you have given me out of the world they were yours and you gave them to me and they have obeyed and kept your word. Mm. So obviously, they are like chosen few, George, mm. but that Jesus revealed the very self of God. And uh, because they obeyed, they obeyed God. That's why he was able to reveal who God is, who mm. the Father is, who sent him. Mm. Do you- Thank you, Nika. Do you, do you see that when Jesus said, I have revealed to them, he said, I revealed you, that's the Father, to those who you gave me. Do you see Jesus giving report? The same way his disciples, when he sent them out, they came back to give report. Jesus is also giving like a report to the Father. He said, Father, you gave me men. You gave me people. And they were not my own. 
they were yours. And I only revealed you to them. Do you see a sense of responsibility of a true servant? Yes, um, Kevin. Yeah, well, I, yes, you see that. I, but I, this reminds me of the fact that Jesus only ever did what the Father told him to do. Exactly. And, exactly. and, it, and it came to pass. What a surprise. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> exactly. You know, it shows me and you that we don't own anybody. In as much as we want to show people Jesus, they are not us. They are not our own. They are the Lord's. God is only saying, show them myself. Show them the way. Show them the attributes of Jesus. Show them Jesus. Don't show them yourself. Can you imagine? Jesus never said, I have showed them myself. Jesus said, I gave them the word you gave me. It was you, Lord, that gave me. It, I was surprised. I, will, I will have thought Jesus would have said, I give them my word. No, Jesus said, I give them your word, the word you gave me. And, you know, just to buttress this point, how did Jesus receive the word of the Father? If it's not with the Father. How do you receive his, um, the word of God if you are not with God? You understand? Look at what Jesus said. It, it, it's very, it's very um, touching. He said, he said, I gave them the words you, in verse 8. I gave them the words you gave me. And they accepted them. They know that I came from you. Do you see? <laughs> even as a preacher, even as somebody who shows people Jesus, do you know it is so glorious if the people you are trying to bring to Jesus know that you are actually coming from God. You have been sent from God. You didn't send yourself. You know, it is so wonderful to be able to, to establish that you've been sent from God. That you are not sending yourself. That you are not doing God's work because you just feel like you have a sense of responsibility because you were sent from him. And like I said, the, the, anything Jesus is telling us to do, he himself has done it. Look at the relationship with himself and the father. He said, they know certainly I came from you. Is it not going to be glorious when you are trying to show somebody Jesus that that person knows that, ah, what Kevin is saying is actually directly from the mouth of God. This is not just Kevin talking because it feels like talking. This is Kevin telling me what God is saying. That is what God wants us to become. God wants us to be his mouthpiece. That we're not just saying what we feel like saying or we're not just doing what we feel like doing. We are doing anything as we have been sent to do. That is what carries authority. The reason why, eh, the reason why um, a minister has authority is because he is being sent by the prime minister. 
I can't just get up now and go to the hospital and say, excuse me, I'm the minister of health. And can I just do that? <laughs> the first question is, who are you? How can you? Anybody can get up and say I'm the minister of health. But my words will not carry authority because I've not been sent. I've not been appointed. The same thing applies with us. The only way you can carry authority, I'm discovering from this scripture, is to be sent. But how can you be sent when you are not with Jesus? That's the issue. There's a scripture that just came to my heart now. I don't know if you remember that scripture. It talks about some prophets who were talking, but they've not been sent. Please, permit me to look for it. I don't know if you, you know where it is. I think it's in the Old Testament. Somewhere in Jeremiah, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Let me, let me see if I can look for it. It talks about people who were prophets. Just bear with me. Yes, I was right. Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 23. Look at it. Let's look at it together. Jeremiah 23. Um, from verse... Let me look for the verse now, sorry. Jeremiah 23. Um, That verse 21, George? Yes, from verse 21. Thank you very much. Verse 21. Please, can you read it, Nika? Oh, um, and a second. Let me guess. Yes. Um, Jeremiah 23, 21. I did not send these prophets, but they ran. I did not speak to them, but they prophesied. Hmm. Can you imagine prophets who are just talking but they were not sent the bible said they ran yet they it says i did not send this prophet yet they ran with their message is their own it's not god's own it's not god's message and um you have people who do that kind of thing. And there's a story actually in the Bible. I don't know if you, it's in second, um, this is second Samuel of a, a, a servant who ran when they did not send him. Look at it. Let's just go to that scripture quickly. Second Samuel, I think it's chapter 18. Let me look for it. Yes, second Samuel 18. Um, from verse this was when Absalom died and they needed to pass across the message to David 2 Samuel 18 from verse um, 19 
Let me read it. Second Samuel 18 from verse 19. The Bible says, Now Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok, said, Let me run and take the news to the king, so that the Lord, that the Lord has vindicated him by delivering him from the hand of his enemies. You are not the one to take the news today, Joab told him. You may take the news another time, but you must not do so today because the king's son is dead. Hmm? Verse 21. Then Joab said to the Cushite, Go, tell the king what you have seen. The Cushite bowed down before Joab and ran off. Verse 22. Ahimez, the son of Zadok, again said to Joab, Come, come what may, please let me run behind the Kushai. Joab replied, My son, why do you want to go? You do not have any news that will, that will bring you a reward. Hmm? He said, Come what may, I want to run. So Joab said, Run. <laughs> then Ahimez ran by the way of the plain. And outran the Cushite. While David was sitting between the inner and the outer gates, the watchmen went up to the roof of the gateway by the wall. As he looked out, he saw a man running alone. The watchman called out to the king and reported it. The king said, Is he? If he's alone, he must have good news. And another runner came closer and closer. Then the watchman saw another runner and he came down to the gatekeeper. Look, another man is running alone. The king said, he must be bringing good news too. The watchman said, it seems to me that the first one runs like Ahimez, the son of Zadok. He is a good man. The king said, he comes with good news. Then Ahimez, Ahimez called out to the king, all is well. He bowed before the king with his face to the ground and said, Praise be to the Lord your God. He has delivered up those who lifted their hands against my Lord, the king. Then the king asked him, Is the young man Absalom safe? Ahimez answered, I saw great confusion just as Joab was about to send the king's servant and me your servant but I do not know what it was. The king said, stand aside and wait here. So he stepped aside and stood there. Then the Cushite arrived, the Cushite arrived and said, my lord the king, hear the good news. The lord has vindicated you today by delivering you from the hand of, who, of all who rose up against you. The king said to the Cushite, is the young man Absalom safe? The Cushite replied, May the enemies of my lord the king and all who rise up to harm you be like that young man. The king was shaking. He went up to the room over the gateway and wept. I will stop there. Now, two people ran. Eh? Two people ran. Ahimas and the Kushite. Now, which one of them from that story delivered the message? It was a person who Joab told to run. Mm. The, uh, Ahimez was eager. 
he was zealous, but he was not sent. Ahimas, and remember, who started running first? The Kushan started running first. Ahimas came from behind <laughs> and overtook the man who has the message. Now, when he got to the king, they asked him a question. Is the young man Absalom safe? He didn't answer. He couldn't give an answer. Why? Because he was not sent. Despite his zeal, despite his eagerness to run, and look at what David told him, stand aside. When God has not sent you, the only thing heaven will tell you is stand aside. When you have not been with him and you are eager and you have zeal, you have passion, heaven will tell you, stand aside. That is what happens when you have not been sent. So, that story just told us again that it is not enough to have passion and zeal. It is not enough to have energy. Have you been with the Lord so that he can send you? That's one of the qualifications, very crucial qualification in being a laborer for Jesus, in being a worker for Jesus. We have to be with him. Do you remember the story of Isaiah? Maybe next time we explore it. But that story points us to the, to the truth that we need to be right with God so that he can send us. So I pray the Holy Spirit will help us. I pray that we will not be overwhelmed with what we have to do and we are not waiting on God for instruction. It is those who are with Jesus that he can send. Um, do you, do you remember the donkey, the cult that was tied? Hmm? The Bible said Jesus was going to go into Jerusalem. And he sent his disciples to go and get the donkey that was tied. You can imagine if that donkey was not tied, if he was not in one place, there was no way the donkey would be available for Jesus to use. And that's why. We must tie ourselves to Jesus. We must keep, keep insisting that I just want to be with Jesus. That's your primary appointment. There's no point doing so many, many, many things when you're not with Jesus. If you remember Martha and Mary, you know, it touched me. Now Mary, Mary was with Jesus hearing his word Amata was doing a lot of things. And Jesus had to tell Martha, Mary has chosen the good thing, the right thing. And beloved brethren, that's what God wants us to choose. Choose the right thing so that you can be with him. And it is from him that you will hear his secrets, you will hear his plans, you will know his will on what to do. I trust the Lord will help us. So 
one of our prayer points by God's grace is, Lord, can you help me so that I can continuously be attached to you? Jesus said in John chapter 15, he said, without me, you can do nothing. Lord, can you help my attachment with you? Can I be securely attached with you? Anything that will remove me from my communion and daily work with you, Lord, in your mercy, take it away so that I can continually abide with you. May the Lord help us. So we'll make it a, a prayer point. Come and join Pastor George's Bible study at 8 p.m. 